yeah, pretty much like it was cold, it was damp, um, you could barely see in front of you. So, you know, you had to come back down after the finish, about 5K down to get to the buses. So we all had our jackets on and whistles and we're like squeaking as we're going down, trying to avoid the races that was coming up and also the spectators. So it was pretty intense. <laughs> Wait, they gave you whistles? Yes, yeah. Our team gave us whistles um, and we'll just go down whistling as we breathed out, breathe in for our nose, out through the whistle. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, then my teammate and I were just doing tunes and like copying each other as we went down. So it was it was really nice and the crowds that were still there were really into it as well. Welcome back to the Riding With Podcast. I'm joined by Henrietta Christie of Human Powered Health. Henrietta just finished her second Tour de France Femme avec Swift, and I'm really pleased that she's taken the time to join us here. Um, so, of course, thanks for your time. And just tell us where you are. And first of all, congratulations. That's a huge achievement. Just tell us where you are and, and you know, how you're feeling. Yeah, so... Um... We, I had the experience from the first tour and it really didn't really prepare me that much coming into the second one. Um, it was pretty brutal. Uh, as you could tell, it was going to be tough with the amount of climbing we're doing each day. And, um, yeah, I definitely quite fatigued towards the end of the tour, but uh, it was a great experience and some really good full gas racing. And where are you now? Um, I'm currently now in the UK at my um, aunt's place. Uh, I decided that I needed a bit of a break uh, from the heat and also just to somewhere different and to be around family. And what's next in terms of racing? Um, next, I am racing uh, in a couple of weeks' time back in France again. Um, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but I got two one-dayers over the weekend and then nothing else until Adesh next month. And so it's been a couple of days now since the end of the of the race how do you feel just are you just exhausted uh, yeah like i'm definitely feeling the legs a bit and the fatigue and um the load from the racing itself but um yeah i think i feel better than i actually thought i would um yeah it was quite nice ending on a time trial where it was only like 22k rather than another 150k stage <laughs> i think i'd be feeling a bit different if we were doing that distance so the race began last sunday today is now tuesday though it began 11 days ago um it's now three days after the end of the race and you know what do you think what was the high point for you of this uh, of your second tour de france uh, i think it's just the atmosphere was completely different compared to last year like yes there was a huge crowd last year but the level of the spectators just went to another another platform like on the tourmalet it was just mind-blowing but you couldn't see a thing like it was completely clouded over yet there were just hundreds of people lining the road screaming and cheering for you it's it's phenomenal like the weather was horrible but all these people still came and were cheering for you and it was really impressive it was yeah really inspiring yeah so for those who haven't seen if you want to go back and watch i think stage seven you climbed uh, one of the most iconic climbs in the tour de France that the men have, mm -hmm. I think only I read only have done a few times. And 
it had started out as a quite nice day, then it poured. And what was left was you were basically riding into clouds and fog. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was cold, it was damp. Um, you could barely see in front of you. So, you know, you had to come back down after the finish, about 5K down to get to the buses. So we all had our jackets on and whistles and we're like squeaking as we're going down, trying to avoid the races that was coming up and also the spectators. So it was pretty intense. <laughs> Wait, they gave you whistles? Yes, yeah. Our team gave us whistles um, and we'll just go down whistling as we breathed out, breathe in for our nose, out through the whistle. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, then my teammate and I were just doing tunes and like copying each other as we went down. So it was it was really nice and the crowds that were still there were really into it as well. So you had to go back down the same way you had come up. It's not like you're going back down the other side of the mountain. Yeah, same way we came down, um, came up, sorry, yeah. We had to go back down and, uh, yeah, the cars and the campers were parked about 6K down. So. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the toughest part of the race for you, physically, um, emotionally, mentally? I think for me... I wasn't quite where I was hoping to be in terms of physically. Um, I think my body just kind of said no at one point in one of the stages, and that was definitely the hardest point, accepting that I'm having a bad day and it is completely normal to have a bad day. We're human, not robots. And I think for me that was the hardest thing to accept, but I was extremely grateful to be around my teammates and to be rooming with Audrey, who's like, this is normal, like, you're strong, you'll come back the next day, it's all going to be okay. And yeah, I'm just really grateful for the support that helped me get through one of the toughest days I've had on the bike. So. And do you remember when that was in the race, early, later? Uh, stage two, right near the start. And I spent most of the day off the back trying to come back. So yeah, it was a real tough day for me. I just, yeah, it was a character building day. <laughs> That's generous. Um, was it, was that a flat stage? I mean, you just, what ha I mean, can you go into a bit more detail about what happened? You just woke up and thought like, or felt like this isn't going to be my day. Yeah. So I woke up and everything was fine. I felt good. Um, I did a warm up, got on, felt good in the warm up on the trainer, went down to the start. We started and yeah, immediately my body was like, no, I couldn't push, um, my heart rate was elevated. So I'm like, okay, I'm not having a good day. This is okay. Um, and just to breathe and take it as it comes. And I'm very grateful that all the teammates that passed me, they're like, yes, just breathe. It's okay. The race isn't over, you know, just relax and focus on tomorrow. And yeah, I'm very mm -hmm. grateful for that support. And do you wear a whoop or any other wearable tech that shows the kind of fatigue that you that that you were under or that showed kind of like oh yeah this was totally off the charts not normal for me yeah so i'm using a whoop and i've been using that for quite a few years now and yeah when i don't look at it in the morning because i like to race and then if i have a bad day or a good day i like to look back and see the data that confirms how i felt so then it doesn't get in your head sort of thing because there's not much you can do if you're in a stage race you've got a race anyway and uh, for me it works for some people they prefer to look at it straight away when they wake up but I looked at the data when I got home and everything was quite elevated. So I'm like, okay, that explains why I felt like this. And yeah. then the next day I checked in the morning and it was all back to normal and I was okay again. So yeah, it's, 
it's really cool to have all this new science and technology that helps um, navigate your cycling. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There, you, there's the risk of getting overwhelmed by the data, mm. in my my view. But I, you know, you're the professional, and and I can see how it would be it it could be useful, or it is useful. Can you just walk us through some of the mechanics of the day of the you know one of the stages? You know, when you wake up, when you have breakfast, what time did the state? Most of the stages started at noon or so, and just walk us through your day. Yeah, so um, we'll get a schedule the night before, the day before, um, just breaking down the whole entire day. We'll have when we have to be awake, when we need to be down for breakfast, um, what time we're leaving, if we're moving to new hotels and all that. So normally um, we'd wake up around 9, 9.30. I tried to get as much sleep possible before I went down to breakfast because I knew it was going to be important going later into the tour. Um, have breakfast which we normally have over an hour because we all like to chat and talk and, you know, just get excited that we're here sort of thing. And then uh, for moving hotels, I'll get my suitcase ready, take that down. Then we'll head to the race about 10, 11 o'clock. Um, and then most of the stages towards the end started around two. And so I'd have like a, a, a light lunch before I left for the race. So I would have like a pasta dish or rice dish. And then, um, yeah, warmed up on the trainer because most of the stages started on a climb, which was really brutal. Oh. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, after the race, we would come back, we'll have straight away a recovery drink. Um, and then we'll have uh, a meal that our Swanee Pop Pablo prepared. We'll eat in the car as we transfer to the new hotel and then go through the massages and then dinner and then bed again and do it all again the next day. Right. Um so would you have like the light lunch on the bus? Um, it depends on the transfer. So if it's just a short one, like we've done some transfers where it's 20 minutes to the race. So I would eat it in the hotel and then go to the race. But most of the time it's in the car or in the camper. Oh, okay. There's no team bus then. Um, or- we have a bus, but it's, we call it the truck because it's like this big, this big truck sort of thing that, it's huge, so we just call it our truck, which or camper, okay. or just so then it's different from car or whatever. Got it. Okay. What did you do on the after after you finished the time trial on the last day of the race? What happened? Yeah, so I finished the time trial. I rolled back in. Um, you know, most of the girls were still doing their prep, so I tried to help them or give them the space they needed to prepare, and then. You know, we just sat there and go, oh, my goodness, we finished, we're done, we've completed the Tour de France. Um, and then we just sat there trying to watch the live stream and the results of Audrey and Barbara because they were going for a good time trial that day. And so we were just sitting there cheering them on from inside the camper, which was uh, really quite inspiring and cool to be part of. And then um, after that, we then jumped on the bikes and headed to McDonald's for an ice cream. <laughs> To celebrate, so it was nice. <laughs> How far away is the McDonald's? So we were riding back to the hotel, so it was about 10 minutes away by bike, so it was quite convenient, really. So you you rode from the hotel that day, you rode to the start of the time trial? Yes, we did, yeah. From the hotel, and then you rode back to the hotel with a pit stop at McDonald's? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and is there a, was there a, 
a party, you know, after, you know, later that night or a big dinner for the team? Yeah, so we had a pizza party with our team and all the staff and everyone involved and making the tour happen for us, which was really special to be able to celebrate with everyone. Um, Yeah, we all sat down, had our laughs and highlights of the week and it was really quite nice to socialise with everyone before we all parted ways. And did you stay over that night or did you leave? Oh, no, um, I was heading back to Girona that night, so everyone was going their own ways from there on. Um, some of the team were heading to the next race, which they were doing today, where Barbara got third, which was pretty awesome. And uh, the others were heading to Worlds, heading back home, and then, yeah, just a bit everywhere. Wow, that evening, huh? Yeah, that evening. It was a very busy evening trying to organize all the bikes and where everything needed to go. But, no, the staff are incredible, and they got it done really easily. So you had to pack up all of your stuff, including your bike break it down or the mechanic, I guess, did that. Yeah. So I actually, I decided to fly with my home bike back home um, in Girona. So when I got home to Girona, I packed my own bike and then the next day I had a flight um, to the UK here. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like quite a, that's a lot. That's a lot of, of logistics. And where did the, the race ended? Remind us where it ended. And was there an airport there? Did you have to go to Paris or? Um, no. So it ended in Powell. I think I can't pronounce it. I'm yes, really yeah. bad with French pronunciation. But um, unfortunately, all the flights out of the airport I was going to fly out of were fully booked. So the team had, um, had someone driving back to Girona. So I jumped in with them, went all the way back to Girona, and then got a flight the next day to the UK because it would have been easier yeah. than staying in France trying to find a flight here. Sure. And how long was the drive back to Girona? It was about four and a half hours, so it wasn't too bad. It was, it's you know, you put time, some headphones but... on, have, you know, have a nap, and before you know it, you're home. So it's not too bad. And so you said, so you're going to rest for a couple of days in in the UK, and later this month you're doing. You said two races in France. Mm-hmm. These are one day yes, one day races. Yes, the one-day race is um, the 12th and the 13th of August. It's hardly a, that's not much of a rest. That's 10 days from now, 10, 11 yeah, days so from now, right? I'm having two days off the bike, and then I'll get back on the bike tomorrow and start picking up the training again. So, yeah. That's pretty amazing. And then what's, what's on tap for the remainder of your season? Um, so after this, after those two races, I then go back to France for Ardèche, which is a seven-day tour, I believe. And then I've got um, a race again in Switzerland, um, Romandy. And then okay. I then have one race in October, and then that's my season. So only a couple left, and then I can start my off-season. Which it's still a long season. It's a long season, yeah. I started in February. In January this year, so it's definitely a bit longer than I'm used to, but I like the challenge of trying new things, and yeah, it's been good. Yeah, but you're not going to race the world championship? No, no, I'm not racing world champs. Okay. Does New Zealand, will New Zealand send some riders there? Yes, um, we're sending a full team of six riders for the women, which will be really exciting and cool to encourage oh. them along. Great. You know, it's interesting, I think when you watch on television – even the world feed with Anthony McCrossan. Peacock showed they had Phil Liggett 
and Bob Roll, the first and last days. And in between, they had they had just the world feed with Anthony McCrossan and I think her name's Morgan. I have to go back and check. But they were fantastic. I mean, they knew all the riders. They knew where they're from, their record, you know, the, the records, the races they won. I do think that, you know, they had fewer like TV cars. So they were only focused on really the front of the race mm-hmm. and the first two groups. So was, uh, I think you were 153. Is that right? Yes, I was. Yeah, right, right. That was the number on, on your jersey. So I was always looking for you and you and Erie to see where you guys were. Um, but it was hard to, you know, unless they got a big shot at the beginning, um, it was it was hard to tell. So and the, the other the other thing is that the Canyon SRAM jerseys yes. and the human powered health jerseys are. I mean, they're lighter. I mean, the human powered health jerseys are, are like a darker orange purple, mm-hmm. but I think in the camera, it's, they were hard to distinguish sometimes. Yes. And especially in the bunch, like I was talking to one yeah. of the Kenyan girls after the race and I'm like, I'm getting so confused with your helmets, our helmets, your <laughs> kit, our kit. So it wasn't just uh, the people watching. It was everyone in the peloton as well. was getting a bit confused. Oh, good. I feel better. Well, look, Thanks very much. Congratulations. And we look forward to following whatever it is you do next. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for your time. It's been nice chatting. The Riding With podcast is produced and edited by the team at Palm Tree Podco. Anthony Palmer is the executive producer. 